I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, back in my wheelhouse with a journal. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 367 an illustrated journal and it does feel I don't know it feels interesting definitely full circle in a lot of ways to be talking about something like this today definitely have talked about all kinds of illustrated journals over the years and that's really where a lot of what I do now started was exactly in this space Although I didn't know nearly as much back then as I do now about what I like and what my aesthetic is, what kinds of mindfulness activities I need and really enjoy. I didn't know how I would be or feel or what problems I would have at this point in my life. And now I know a whole lot more. So I'm in a very different place as I approach this journal. But when I explained my 50 before 50 list, In episode 365, I said that I would talk more about this book, sketchbook, journal, documentation, project, whatever it might be called, whatever it might be called, whatever this thing is that I'm doing that goes along with this year. I know that everyone has their own ideas about those words and what they each entail, the differences, the vagaries, the nuances. I know. I know you probably have your favorite word and I might talk about this word today and you think, oh, no, that's not what I do. And then in six months, suddenly it is what you do and it's all brand new. And I see that happen so often in our communities. We all do it and we shift in and out of these things. It's not relevant to us now. It might not have the same resonance. And then suddenly it does. And we don't always remember that other people have talked about these things all along and been through these same kinds of processes. We're always focused on what is new and most engrossing to us in that moment. Makes total sense. So whatever word you use, I think probably one of these words fits for you. And I think you're going to understand everything that I'm talking about today. If you do any kind of journaling, any kind of recording, any kind of sketching or sketch noting, or just have a love of people who tell their stories on paper. You can find so many posts from people talking about these issues and these terms and these words and how to do it and what it entails and what you can do and who has done it well. Like I said, we each use different words at different times. Sketchnote, journal, documentation, visual journal, and illustrated life. That's what it has turned into. An illustrated life a full circle moment. It is something I've been trying to find my way back into anyway, since the very first of the year, I've really been wanting this even before that, but I started with the first of the year, really, really working in a planner and trying to break through somehow and re-synthesize and re-integrate these different parts of documentation and daily drawing and lettering and recording and all the things I want to be doing, 
that had kind of gotten pushed aside as I focused just on the daily drawing. And I think it's no surprise that I am at a point where I really need to remember. I need to get things down and I want to get things down. So I've been trying really, really hard to get off of the daily, here's a pretty drawing separate from my life, has nothing to do with my life, loop, and exit to an off-road. Here's a drawing, but this happened. I overheard this. Here's the context of life interwoven with line and pattern, lights and darks, and it doesn't matter if that drawing is from my life. I'm okay with the difference there. I'm okay with it being a portrait. I'm okay with it being whatever. But I'm trying to find that back and forth, that give and take, that integration. And this isn't new. It isn't new to me necessarily. I've been a little bit out of it, but it isn't new. It isn't new to you. Today's show isn't really about this being some novel new idea. We've been talking about illustrated journals, visual journals, sketchbooks for years. We all move in and out of sync with them. They are certainly more private than the here's a pretty drawing separate from life work or the here's a pretty set of splotches or colors or patterns on a page. Visual journals definitely have an undercurrent that is often private It's very entrenched in our lives. How much we think that private is something that has to be really protected, that really varies. And we each have our own threshold for that. So the daily drawing loop, it's very different. It's not to say it's not valuable. It has been so valuable to me. It's been immensely valuable. Daily portraits, they give me a rigor and a practice. They take some of the variables out of the entire equation. I know what I'm going to do, even if I have to pick a person each day, sort of like getting up and wearing the same color clothing. It takes something out of the equation that makes it really work. They give me a way to share and connect online and in communities where other people are doing the same thing, the same kinds of work and the same kinds of sharing. And even though I'm not making money from my art, even though I make art in the margins and I work full time, when the art you do is the, here's a pretty picture type, it's still easy, relatively easy to share and to put yourself out there and to mingle with others who make daily art. When you move to more private work, it's a totally different beast. Some people share like water, And they succeed with that. And some people don't. Some people have trouble with the sharing. Some people definitely never feel comfortable. So what happened? What happened first? What happened first or what didn't happen to get to this point, to this show? That's today's show, that story, the what happened first and the what didn't happen. I think I'm still going to talk about what I'm actually doing, but probably not until the next show because I want to talk about sort of the thought process that went into this and what I wanted to do. And I have hesitated to talk about what I wanted to do because I'm not doing it and I don't really want somebody else to do it. It happens, right? It happens. 
It does. Really, everything I'm going to talk about, I'm pretty sure you can go find examples of. I'm going to talk about some of what I was thinking as I thought about keeping a sketchbook tied to this approaching 50 year. And then in the next show, I'm going to talk more about what I'm actually doing, or I think I am. I am 10 weeks in. As I record this, I'm about 10 weeks in. It's a bit confusing trying to keep track. What week of 52 in this year of 50 before 50 am I in? And also at the same time, what week of 2019 is it? And now thankfully Google makes that one pretty easy. I can look it up each time. Similarly with my list, I am numbering things as I do them in a certain order, but also I'm retaining their original number from the list. So my numbering is definitely all over the place. I'm keeping it consistent, but it definitely, I have to stop and think about it every time. When I first started planning this year, I knew that I would do a list, but I didn't know that the list would grow to be something that really shapes and holds the year in the way that it has. I knew I would probably do a quilted project and I knew I wanted to do an illustrated journal project. And I knew that while my time isn't really all that different this year with my son away at college, I still have a son at home, a full-time job, full-time responsibilities in my house, and even more financial stress than ever before. So while my time and my energies wouldn't be different, I still knew that I would have to work really hard to start carving new patterns, new ways to keep myself distracted, because there are a whole bunch of things that are different now. Carving these new patterns, sort of eking out these paths that would allow me to focus, to move forward, to adapt and to adjust, and to settle into and embrace this new phase and new stage. I know the history of the show gets jumbled. Some of you have never heard the old shows. Many are no longer available, although maybe I'll offer access to those at some point. And life loops and repeats and ideas surface and fade away and they resurface. Years ago, years ago, a point in time when I was maybe a little bit more optimistic than I am now. Are you laughing at that? Some of you probably are. You must be laughing. I know some of you would definitely not ever even use that word in my context, but maybe a little more. I was nurturing a friendship and it felt like a first of sorts. And a few weekly coffee meetups had me thinking about chronicling coffee shops. And I am pretty sure I talked about that on the show. And I thought it would be so cool, so wonderful to make a list of all the coffee shops in the area because there are a bunch. And to go to one every week as part of this friendship, every week we'd go have coffee at a different coffee shop. And I would do this full inventory of local coffee shops. It didn't happen. Life is full of hiccups. Fast forward a whole bunch of years. And now I don't do a weekly coffee for a bunch of reasons. But the idea of that never left me. You probably have that idea about lots of things too. The idea of it never left me. And it sprang full formed to life again with my thoughts about this year before 50. I could chronicle 50 coffee shops. 
It would force me to get out of the house. I could draw them. I could draw my food. I could draw my cup of coffee. I could catalog my year, my approaching 50 year through coffee shops. I think it sounds perfect. I thought it sounded perfect. I still think it sounds perfect. And yet, even though I tried to make it really fit and work, I didn't want to set myself up for something I didn't think I could keep up with. And I want to do this at some point, and I will. But I don't think I could do it this year. I would have to do it on the weekends. I would actually have to make myself get out every weekend and do this. I didn't think I could do it. 50. One a week. Would repeats count? What if it ended up just being 50 weeks of reflection in my closest Starbucks? Or more likely sitting in a nearby Starbucks that I favor because it's in a different neighborhood where I don't expect to see anyone I know. 50 coffee shops draw them. I could do some urban sketching, exteriors, interiors, bunch of photos, cups of coffee, self-portraits. My flag in the sand in this year approaching 50. Tea shops too. Sure, throw those in. I thought I could weave it all together. I thought it would be such a perfect, perfect approaching 50 project. I am partly really sad that it's not what I'm doing. But when I was in this spot thinking about it, I didn't have the list that I have now either. The list was sort of the, yeah, I'll do this list thing, but I didn't understand the list yet. I understand the list now. So in those early days, leading up to my birthday and right after it, I was still really thinking about the project. What would the project be? And the list was sort of a side note. And so then I thought, well, what if not coffee? Libraries? There are a bunch of branches, so many. Maybe I could do a year-long project visiting and illustrating the libraries. Similar idea, just a different kind of space. And then when my mom was here and she wanted ice cream, and I saw how many ice cream shops there are, I thought, I could do ice cream. But A, I don't have an ice cream fixation, although I kind of convinced myself that, well, maybe I could, maybe that would work. And B, I actually need to lose weight, not eat lots of ice cream. And C, right, my heart is not really in ice cream, not in the same way that it would have been in coffee or even in libraries. But it would still be fun to do that kind of focused project. Exteriors, interiors, sit somewhere different each week, record how I feel, reflect on the week, get out, discover, seek, find, actively engage. You sense the theme, right? All of these things were still building towards something, yet I was still trying to figure out what I could actually line up for myself that I would manage to do because weeks go by quickly. Weeks go by quickly. And when you set up a project for yourself, a long-term one, whether it's a 365 or just a one a day for a month or one a week for a year, or X number for a year, I really, really advocate that you think it through, that you really try and do something that you can manage, not something that will be such a stretch that the odds are against you and you're going to feel so bad when you let it go. So all of these ideas operated on a similar level. I knew I wanted to do a year-long project. I knew I wanted to do an illustrated journal. 
I still wasn't thinking super, super in the private space, but all of these things were hovering. They were hovering. And I had a small sketchbook out on the day I turned 49, a Sunday. And then I was still thinking. And two days later, I had to drive my son to his college orientation. And I knew there were a bunch of coffee shops in the area. When we had driven up for a scholarship interview earlier in the year, I had looked up coffee shops just out of curiosity and found a delightful list of must-see coffee shops. And I had big plans. I envisioned going to one on each day of that overnight trip. And no, it didn't work out like that. We ended up racing back home to deal with a medical emergency. Leaving even overnight isn't always as easy as it sounds or possible. Definitely not worry-free. I didn't go to any of the coffee shops on that trip. But when I drove back up for the orientation, my still unformed 50 project was in my head. I dropped him off and I headed to the closest of the coffee shops. I needed to sit somewhere inside and work for the day. I needed Wi-Fi. It was in the 90s. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity to kick off this coffee shop project if that was what I was going to do. I worked. I listened to conversations. I took photos of the unusual paintings on the wall and the counter. I pondered the fact that the coffee shop sold a bunch of types of beer and that at, I don't know, 9 a.m. in the morning, there was someone there drinking multiple glasses of beer. I didn't draw anything, though. And in truth, I wasn't feeling super well. There were some things going on, but I wasn't as inspired in the moment as I really wanted to be. And that was important because I sat there and thought, wow, if I set myself up to go to 50 coffee shops and I walk into them and I sit down and I feel like this, this is not going to work very well. I don't know. I wasn't captivated. The next morning, I sat in the hotel breakfast area with hotel coffee, and I started making a list of 50 things on a napkin. That was the first time I actually started writing anything down for the list, which was the separate thing. So what would go on the list? And what about the coffee? I was still thinking, would I really be able to go to 50 coffee shops? Even beyond the money, would I actually go out and do that? I knew that it could be a fantastic project, but was it right for now? Would it fill me in this year? And, you know, even still thinking that I might do coffee shops, I didn't even venture to one of the other unknown coffee shops. I sat in a hotel breakfast area and I realized that maybe right now isn't the right time for this project. And now I'm 10 weeks in and I'm really comfortable with that decision. It was the right decision. But at the time I was thinking, wow, what will I do? If I don't start something now, what will I do? And I'm going to regret it. I really want to be able to do this year-long project. I know there are others who've done similar projects. I think even of all the bookshop illustrations in the bibliophile book, not just book spines, all of those bookshops that she illustrated, it's a wonderful collection of those. Something that can be tracked, listed, documented, orderly, and yet full of possibility. And other people have also illustrated bookshops and exteriors. Sitting in a library once a week during that year of wander, that was profound for me. For me, in my life, it was 
in some ways a turning point, in some ways it was just a next step and an extension and expansion. I knew that there could be real magic in setting up a project that was an illustrated record of 50-somethings. But would I really get out and go to 50 coffee shops this year? I'm the kind of person that always orders the same thing. I like the known quantity. I don't have enough money to just throw it away on a lark and then not spend time bitterly feeling the waste of it. And that's a real thing. That's a real thing in certain situations. And I get it that some of you don't understand it. Some of you think this is all hyperbole. I get it. I get it. Life scenarios are different for all of us. So I sat with the hotel coffee and I thought, okay, if I don't do coffee shops, what do I do? Libraries and ice cream didn't feel quite right for the year either. They just didn't sound very fun. I didn't think I would stick with them. They didn't have very much personal meaning. And it was important, like I said, to try and set something up that I could do start to finish. How could I find the right way to anchor a year-long journal project? If I don't do coffee shops, different ones, maybe I could do 50 cups of coffee once a week, sit with coffee, maybe sometimes at the corner of Starbucks, a known quantity and environment, record the cup of coffee, the cup, my hand, the table, and build my journal that way. Use these weekly cups of coffee as the cornerstone. Even if my coffee was at home, that would be fine. Even if it was the same cup 20, 30, 40 times, it would be fine. I could still make a concerted effort to draw a cup of coffee and probably my hand. Everything would build around 50 cups of coffee. Wow. I still love that. And I'm just a little bit off from actually that being what I ended up doing, but I still really like it. And I think that was such a good evolution of my initial idea, an evolution of the idea that really could and would fit with me and what I'm able to do. It would give me a perfect way to do it, whether I was in my house or not in my house. I still like that idea. I still like it. It's very special. It has the feeling of magic for me. It still was and is a good idea. But I didn't want to stop drawing portraits either. And I wanted all of this to work together. And I kept thinking these 50 cups of coffee and these 52 weeks of this year, what can I manage 50-ish times a year? What will always be with me? What will be the given? Me. In a year that is about acceptance and self-acceptance, about time and age and change and reality, about adventure and finding and looking and seeing, about wit and whimsy, hope and trust, wander and wonder, about reflection, what would be with me? A self-portrait once a week. Doable. I know from doing self-portraits before, and some of you know, some of you remember, that I returned to the show after a couple of years in the dark with a series of self-portraits. Someone convinced me just to try a self-portrait a day, and I did. And they were awful. And I was petulant about doing them. That's kind of how I think about that period where I would sit and I would do them in this book and I would do them fast and scratchy and loose and I guess I feel like I was petulant about the process. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't. But when I think back on those moments, that's sort of the overwhelming feeling I get is that I was a little petulant. I don't know that I trusted the process in the way I do now, but the process worked. 
So I did those. I did them one a day. They were pretty awful. I didn't even draw portraits at the time. So doing a series of self-portraits was a strange re-entrance, I think. They were bad, but they were fascinating. And I didn't know the person that I saw on the page. I didn't recognize myself. More a lesson in our own internal, external understanding than in whether or not I was capturing a resemblance of the photo, I think. And that series brought me back. And I've done self-portraits at other times, always for birthdays, always in June. It's always been a self-portrait month, even from the way, way, way early days of the show. And often as part of ICAD. So a self-portrait a week made a lot of sense to me. From the outside looking in, it might not. It might look like some really weird vanity project. But if you've seen me, you know it isn't that. I'm certainly battling my age, my weight. I've been white-headed for years, which I'm fine with, although sometimes bored by. And at this point, I have sort of given up haircuts. I am quickly approaching the look of a disheveled, absent-minded, middle-aged professor, even though I'm no longer a professor. Well, there you go. Just a middle-aged woman, I guess. Ugh, right? Let's go back to the cups of coffee. But, you know, honestly, other than the weight, I don't really care one way or the other. It doesn't really matter. And when I do these self-portraits, I always have this sense still of, wow, who is that? Really? And sometimes they look completely different from each other. And I think, wow. And sometimes I think, wow, there's just no way that's me. So what was going on with my brain and my hand when I tried to draw that? And sometimes I go, well, I guess this is who I am now. It's not who I am in my head, but 50 of them. So no coffee shops, no libraries, no ice cream stores. Maybe the cup of coffee once a week, though. Maybe. I didn't put that one in stone, but it's always floating there. And it has appeared in many of the weeks. But a self-portrait. Track the year. Keep up with the portraits. Give at least one visual a week to my pages that way. Although I knew there would be a lot more illustration than that. It could work. It could work. When I left the hotel that day, I really thought I was going to do the cups of coffee. I really thought, yeah, that will work. This cup a week. And I still loved the idea. I don't know where in those next few days the self-portrait thing emerged. It could have been right away. I just don't remember. The double header approach is not one that I often shy from. I sometimes take that, toss it all in and see what sticks. And so that was sort of how I started out. But I am going to talk more next time about what I am doing because it has become a really important part of my day and it has become my art for right now. So I do want to talk about it a little bit. There's a whole lot of exploration going on and the list has become intricately woven into the journal. So I will talk more about it. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for today. That is it for episode 367. It feels like it was a lot more complicated to explain that than I hoped it would be. I really had wanted to talk to somebody in the process. I wanted to talk to somebody about the ideas I had and how I could do it. And that's always my sadness is that I don't have that person. I don't have someone that I trust that I can talk to about those things or someone that is interested. I moved away from it and... I feel good about it now, but it is the kind of thing that I wish I could have talked about some. I think so many of us need that. At any rate, I hope it wasn't super confusing. 
I know some of you are interested to know what I'm doing and some of you are hoping I'll just talk about books. So that's it for today. Today is really a show about a journal, but you know, I hope that it inspires you to think about the kinds of projects you can do. And in the year, two years, two and a half years that I pretty much have spent just drawing a portrait a day for the most part, I feel like I lost touch with this other part of me. And I'm really worried about losing my ability to connect in groups by not just doing a portrait a day. There is a real risk in that. And some of you understand that I know. I also worry about losing sort of the skill factor because I think you only maintain that by continuing to do it. But I'm kind of all in right now with this project and doing a whole lot of other kinds of exploration and just some note taking and record keeping alongside the portraits. So I don't know. We'll see. As always, I'm Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon for today. I'll just say that I do really, really appreciate those of you who are at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And I think that's it for today. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you, in the margins, in the mainstream, wherever you are. I really do believe it matters.